podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses, and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be looking back at the year that just passed and talking about all of the games. I'm Katie. I'm Chris. We're already behind for the year, so let's talk games. Yay! We're starting the year with a look back at the past year because we're already running behind which is classic of this podcast at this point yes yes we're doing our year-end review in 2023 (laughs) but now we have time to properly look at the year that's gone by so that's what this episode is it's a bit of a special episode we're not going to be reviewing a particular game in fact we're just going to rose tinted glasses look back at the last year that just happened Not just because I'm behind in getting the next episode's game finished. Definitely not that. Definitely. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's get into it. Let's talk about the games we played last year. So just a quick review. We're going to go through the games we played last year, have some quick thoughts on them, and then we're going to ask those tough questions like, which game did we like best? So <laughs> let's start on the first game we played last year. Well, the first episode, I should say, we did last year, which was Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. I mean, starting with a classic, obviously. Yes. I forgot this was the first game of the year because we did a whole bunch. We we were really good at the end of 2021 and like pre-recorded a bunch of Rose segments. Yeah. Unlike this year. So we could kind of actually do well. We set ourselves up better last year than this year. <laughs> yes. In fairness, I wasn't running uh, 46 miles in four days. I mean, you chose that. Of of this year. I know, I did choose that. Uh, P.S., that's a thing that happened. I I ran a 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon in four days with uh, a bunch of my friends. And and we're very proud of him for that. Nice to separate those. Yeah, friends and Lisa. She's just her own category. (laughs) A bunch of people I like than Lisa. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so that's why one of the re- other reasons we're a little behind. Also, that might be why quality is a little bit different on this episode, because Chris is in Florida right now, and everything is wrong in Florida. Yes, I'm recording on a uh, the lanai of my in-laws on my laptop that I haven't used in about six months with uh, the streaming mic. On the lanai. On the lanai of, of said house. So I'm, I'm literally outside, so if you hear cars going by, that's or why. Or planes. <laughs> Or planes, or... Inside is very echoey, though. I don't know, birds. Anyway, Link's Awakening, as I said, was the first (laughs) game of the year. So, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, the first Game Boy game for Legend of Zelda. And I feel like was it's funny, this ended up tying really well because our first episode of 2023 is going to be Link to the Past. So, somehow we started two years in a row with the (laughs) Zelda game. Right? 
But it, it is funny. I, I have I was thinking about this game a lot recently because of Link to the Past and how closely the two really are related. Well, and we that, talked about that, right? Like yeah. because because Link's Awakening was was made uh, unbeknownst to me when when we recorded the Rose segment. I was like, oh, Link's Link's Awakening stole a bunch of stuff. Or Link's to the Past stole a bunch of stuff from Link's Awakening, but Link's Awakening was actually afterwards. Yeah. Didn't know that. And it, it really, playing Link to the Past, and I, I will get more into it in the episode itself, really reinforces that Link's Awakening is a dream. Because so much of yeah. it's stolen on purpose from Link to the Past. They are direct sequels, essentially. And I really enjoyed that. And I, you know, I love that game. As we talked about, it was one of the first Zelda games I truly played fully as a yeah. kid. And being a Game Boy game meant it, you know, could transport around with us, which was a ton of fun. So it was a good, fun way to start the year was with a game that, you know, I played a lot in the car and we did a lot of traveling this year. So it seems to match up. I remember I tried to call that nihilism in that game. And I think the, the correct term was solipsism, <laughs> as grim sure. as that game was. That's, sure. That's all I think about in this podcast is is the mistakes that I made when we recorded, when I listened to them again. Maybe one day if we're actually efficient, we'll do a mistakes episode. Right. Or the uh, or the, the comments that I could have made. There's a German word for when you remember a comment that you wanted to make afterwards when you remember the conversation. <laughs> Oop. Is it, it did, did we just get a producer Kyle drop? Yes, but it's French. Le it's a French term. De Why is French stupid? <laughs> I just enjoyed you trying to pronounce is <laughs> French is dumb. Luthwaffe. <laughs> That's two years ago. You're not allowed to bring that up. <laughs> Uh, it's the French term used in English for the the predicament of thinking the perfect reply too late. Ah, so that is that is literally our podcast every single time because yeah. I listened to it again. It was like, oh, I missed a joke there. So absolutely, but yeah. So Link's Awakening is how we started the year. Second game we went to was Mega Man, <laughs> which was a that was an adventure. A practice in patience. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Lots of patience for that game. And it was also the year of, I feel like, music because, you know, we had, of course, Cutsman from Horse the Band. Horse the Band for that one. Yes. Yeah, that, 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 that was your classic, obviously, 2D scroller. Uh, mm -hmm. Another game I needed save states for because I never would have Absolutely. beaten the game yeah. if not yeah. for save states. So thank you, modern technology, on that one. <laughs> And that was that was interesting because that was the game where we couldn't remember which version that we played. Yeah, but I think <laughs> I still feel justified in that because, like, you look at the later Mega Man games, and yeah, they're different, but are they that different? Are they that no. different? No, they're not. They, th that whole series did a decent job of progressing with adding mechanics here and there, right? So I I, I give it that, but yeah, that was that was a game. <laughs> th that series of games definitely teaches me of like well we talk about when games modernize and are remastered and they add quality of life improvements quality of life improvements when they add those kind of things we talk about that for like basic stuff but when it comes to actual like game series like Mega Man it's not a quality of life improvement it's a better game when you can slide 
which you couldn't in the first, but in later ones you can like duck under things better, I think. Or was it wall jump? It was one of those two that you're like. It was all of it. It was it was both. Like we went through the whole progression, yeah, of of the abilities they added over the course of the games. Like they did they didn't they didn't even have passwords in Mega Man One. (laughs) Yeah, it's and so those kind of things of like that's not quality of life. That's just making a better game. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Mega Man was our second game. On to our third game, which is one of your favorites. I and mean, we had a lot of your favorites this year. This was the year of Chris, I feel like. In previous years, we no, did a lot of my was, favorites. This was the year of Chris. This was this was a producer Kyle favorite game True. because I was listening to some of our episodes to get ready for this, and I forgot about the producer Kyle scream when, <laughs> you, when you gave this a bad score. Uh, this being SimCity 2000. SimCity 2000, yes. Producer Kyle loves this game and was incredibly upset that you gave it like a predictive score of, of like, like 5 out of 10. He was incredulous, one might even say, with my score. Yeah, I think he was more mad that I, I gave it a rose of 6. <laughs> I have to give it a six because I, but he was even angrier when I predicted I was only going to give it a five and he was quite (laughs) upset with that score and made the noise, insert noise here. (laughs) I don't even think he could recreate that noise now. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) That was close. (laughs) <laughs> so we had sim city where we you know managed a city and learned to you know not destroy everything did you so, so <laughs> some real life real life year in review stuff with this game as i said we pre-recorded a bunch of these this was one that we pre-recorded in december of 2021 the rose segment. segment we joked about it and I think we cut a lot of this out of the episode of how especially Katie loved to talk about burning her entire city <laughs> down. And we can say this now because it's a year later. This was literally during the Colorado wildfires. And friends of mine were in that and literally lost their house during those fires. And they're fine now. The entire family is fine. They've recovered they're in a great place. They evacuated beforehand, but we are literally recording this episode about SimCity 2000, and Katie's talking about wildfires burning down our entire city, and literally during the recording of this Rose segment, producer Lisa comes in and goes, oh my god, their house might have burned down. Yeah. And it's just like, uh And it did, uh, unfortunately. When, yeah. And so we definitely had to edit some of that out for <laughs> just... To be polite to those in our lives. Yes. But, again, they're in a great place now. <laughs> and we could talk about this and and laugh about it in hindsight. But that was a weird moment a year ago. Yeah. That, that was definitely some awkward moments <laughs> there. Uh, and to be fair, in this playthrough of SimCity, Chris burnt way more than I did. <laughs> so... <laughs> I did much better at my management than I think Chris did. He got much oh, further because yeah. I gave up because I was like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he and producer Kyle got actual like civilizations. I was just like, eh, we hit the 90s. That's the peak of humanity. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> 
Say that like the the marathon that I just ran was '90s themed. So the Matrix established 1999 was the peak of humanity, (laughs) and that's why they keep people in that time period. So I'm just saying. So after we burned some cities and then didn't talk about burning cities, (laughs) we went on to Final Fantasy VI, which I had never really played. You had played a little bit. Yeah. One of our uh, longtime Twitch viewers loves this game. It's one of his favorite games. And I never played more than like 20 minutes of this game. And I, it was great. I loved it. Like, yeah. it, it took a while, but I loved this game. It's it's right up, uh, obviously, right up our alleys. Like, I mean, you're a Sony fangirl, so. Well, this I, wasn't Sony. This was Nintendo. Yeah. So. To be fair, I'm a fan- Final Fantasy fangirl at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and yeah, this was, it was, a, it was I think, the fun thing about this episode, too, it was our first Rose segment for a Final Fantasy game. Because yes. it was the first one that we'd even paid, played any of. Right. Not quite as we were kids on this one, because I didn't right. play it till much later into, like, college age and stuff like that. But it was the first Final Fantasy game we'd actually played. Uh, so that was kind of a fun endeavor to actually be able to do a full episode in that sense on it. It was also, you know, one of our higher rated games of the year because of that, just both in predictive and actual. It's just it was a very fun game. There was a lot to it. I wish I had gotten a chance to play more of it during the run of the game. I've gone back and played more of it since. But it, it's How just, do you have it's time for that? here and there this is also back in you know march so we had a little bit more time back then april april i think i think i got most of most of the side stuff in that game you did you did a lot more than i did in that game yeah well that's i i definitely made a concerted effort to to get through a lot of this and no i it was great like it's and that's one thing about this last year that you know in a total reflection the games we've taken on are a lot bigger like, we've taken on some long games this last year versus and previously, <laughs> which has bitten us in the butt a little bit. Uh, a lot. <laughs> which <laughs> is why know. we're recording a late year in review instead yeah. of the game we were supposed to be reviewing. Because they're long, but they're fun. And, you know, Final Fantasy VI was great. Watching the speed runs of it lately has been really hilarious to me because I'm like, God, I couldn't even do that regularly, let no. alone under pressure and speed runs. But that's speed runs in a nutshell at this point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, yeah, I can't it, fathom any of that. I just really enjoyed that episode because it was our first Final Fantasy episode that we got to do a Rose segment for and got mm-hmm. to like actually kind of go more in depth with it because of that. You know, it wasn't just a new experience. It was a it was actually a re- going back and replaying this game again, which was fun. And it had been probably more than a decade that I had last played it. So that was a good, good, fun time. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It, it had been forever since I played that game. And it's it was it was great. Like again, as someone who only played probably like thirty minutes to an hour of that game multiple times to play through the entire game was was so much fun. Like yeah. and, and to make myself play it. For sure. And then so our next game was a little bit shorter because we needed a break. <laughs> we played Super Mario sixty four, which we had sort of played again. But this was like an ancillary game, right? Like, because we didn't have a 64 growing up. Yeah, this was definitely a game that we played at friends' houses more than we played on our own until later in life. Again, this is another game, while I played it definitely with friends when I was younger, I really played through the whole game by myself for the first time on the 3DS, or DS really, specifically, because they had the remake that came out on the DS right? uh, that I played a ton of, but... That's another game. What's funny about that game is I still see a lot of play of that game because producer Kyle has found out that that is probably his favorite game to watch speedruns of. 
And so he is still it's, regularly it's watching yeah. speedruns of that game. And it's fascinating the style of speedruns for that game. There's blind speedruns now. Yeah. Yeah. No, he since that episode, he has watched speedruns of this game over and over and over again. Like, they're still setting records for it and stuff. But, like, there's a blind speedrun or there's, like, the... 70 star win versus 120 versus 15 stars which is just glitching through walls and stuff it's crazy well so you figure because that was a launch game and nintendo was getting their legs under them for this 3d technology there's probably so many bugs and holes yeah in the levels that people are possibly could still be finding gaps in in those those meshes, yeah. right? Like so, so uh, really interesting um, for anyone who's listening to this episode as it's coming out in January. Uh, there's a new documentary out on a lot of the streaming services that you you do have to buy, uh, but it's called Running with Speed, and it's an analysis of speed running, the speed running community, just different games across the board. It's actually really well. Uh, Kyle and I are about halfway through at this point. It's really interesting because they talk about why a lot of speed running is done on these older games because on new games glitches are fixed glitches are patched yeah out. exactly and you can't do that on old <laughs> games and so that's why speedrunning is still so popular in those old games it's one of the reasons i should say it's so popular nostalgia yeah. is another huge reason which you know this podcast runs on uh <laughs> yeah, who cares about nostalgia so so that's a definitely recommend checking out that documentary if anyone has a chance because it's really just it's fascinating to look at the culture of it and everything but yeah so super mario 64 we still watch a ton of videos on it since that episode, basically, because it's fascinating to watch. And it was that, just so much fun. So much fun. That game that game was super interesting, again, because it played it on original hardware. And trying to play it on original controllers was a freaking nightmare. Yeah, those like, controllers are awful. The dead zone in those things was awful. Yeah. It, it was so hard. I think, I again, going through some of our old episodes, it's like just trying to run in a straight line. <laughs> was a nightmare like it, it was interesting though like i again it was it was fun to play and uh, it, it, as you said it's one of those things that they're they're still finding ways to exploit things here and there yeah and also the people who don't exploit things that are just really good is just also well, yeah. really impressive <laughs> and that's always uh, fun uh just to watch how good people can be the game after that was another nintendo we did a lot of nintendo powerhouses this year because we had super metroid <laughs> come after that our first you know metroidvania game of the podcast yeah that's true and i spent five minutes trying to explain what a metroidvania was and <laughs> but yeah so super metroid which which chris you know got way further than i did because that was just not gonna happen in my brain like nope i'm real bad at that game Further Hope being that. beat the game, thank you. Did you? I beat the game. You didn't save the animals, though. Excuse me. <laughs> multiple, multiple endings. I beat the game. Excuse you. Yes. <laughs> Chris did beat the Te game. Technically, you're correct. <laughs> because I beat the game and you didn't. Yes. And I, I, I yes, you, you beat the game. This, this was a game I thoroughly enjoyed. We got a big big help from one of our uh, very very loyal twitch viewers because he gave me a bunch of hints yeah during our playthrough so you know who you are hat tip to you and this was actually uh, super metroid was your highest rated game of the year tied with other games really? I'm, I'm gonna say tied oh. because okay it's tied with because you give really high scores you tied it with final fantasy 6 it's a nine and a half then you gave Super Metroid a nine and a half, and then 
two of our later TIE games. TIE Fighter yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, One more. Ooh, probably StarCraft. No, Spoilers. weirdly. Oh, interesting. Final Fantasy well, I guess VII. we'll get there. Uh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, so it's still, it was one of, I think it's more, it's interesting in that sense because it's a game that I don't think you had a ton of memory of more so than the other games. Um, with this and Final Fantasy uh, Absolutely VI, not, yeah. And so I think the fact that you, whereas the other one's nostalgia really played a factor in your score, I think this is the one that had one of the purest scores of a nine and a half in that sense. So yeah, Super Metroid, I again, it's a classic. It, there's a reason that, I struggle with those kind of games and then I avoid them still now to this day because I'm just not very good at them. But it was still a lot of fun and Samus is just a badass superheroine. So you got to appreciate that game. So after Super Metroid, we had to go to a game that was easier on my brain. (laughs) And so we went to one of my favorite kart racing games (laughs) of all time, which is Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing being the first game that I have ever played in a real life tournament. Yes. So that was that was fun. That was such good timing that, that you went to too many games, I think it was. Yeah, too many games up in up in Philly. Yeah, and he got to participate in a crash team racing tournament and got through a stage because of no one Because of a walkover. <laughs> because the other person didn't show up. Because the signups the signups were at like noon and the tournament didn't start until like 8 30 at night still counts still, still counts. counts but yes that little like showing up and i was like oh there's a there's a crash team racing tournament i feel like i have to yes i have to enter this yes so that was perfect timing crashing racing back to kart racing which we've done a little bit of because we did mario kart already mm-hmm. but you know as i talked about that was the first crash te- like kart racing game i really got into as a kid and i had so much fun with it I did too, but I definitely that is a game that I did not play nearly as much as you did. So that was that was super interesting. I think we that was the one we definitely was a very demo game that we played a lot of the demo together. Yeah. But not yeah. the full game together. That was one I played on my own to, without you. So I think that was part of it as well. Yeah, and I mean it was it was super interesting because the mechanics were so like I guess the base mechanics were the same as any other kart racer. There was just little things here and there. Like if you weren't power sliding, you weren't winning. Yeah. Like that was the big thing in my brain. So that was that was super interesting to try to cope with that. And especially, you know I mean I, I brought it to a tie break in the one that I you know, in the one match that I actually no, you, did. You did decently well in your tournaments, considering you'd played all of like five hours at most of the game. I know, and the people that were also playing were just insane at the game. Like that's like it, it was just like, yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I never thought I was going to win, but yeah, but you, you, you gave a good showing, so it was good to take a kind of relaxed, uh, fun game in the middle of all this with uh, <laughs> some crash team racing, because of right. course that was followed by Star Wars Tie Fighter. Yes, a game that was very much up my alley and. I you I don't think did we figure out if you had actually ever played this game before or just watched me play it? I think it? I had just watched you play. I'm yeah. not convinced I had ever played it. And we did the live episode with this one. So yes, that, that was... was that was a ton of fun to to try to do. And got to talk to people live and you got to see how messy these recordings can be. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we gave out some prizes. And we gave out some prizes. So yeah, no, I mean, that's one of your favorite games. This was a, a year heavy with games that Chris adored. It was. I, I feel kind of bad about that. There are very much a lot of me, me games this year. Eh, I mean, there was that, but like, I actually, I really enjoyed TIE Fighter more than I thought. Once I could get the controls down, once I figured it out, Mm -hmm. there were some struggles with the controls and trying to get a a controller to work for me, and that didn't work at first, and trying to figure that out. But once I got through it, I was okay. Yeah, you were playing with a controller instead of a joystick, Mm -hmm. and and there are so many buttons that you have to use. It is So many keys. Oh my (laughs) god. There were too many many things I had to do. Uh, So I could do like the basic missions, but once it started getting complicated i was like i'm out (laughs) (laughs) i was i didn't even finish the game i remember that that's one of those that was super frustrating it's like i really want to finish this game but it's so long like again uh, reiterating what we said a a little earlier is we did a lot of long games this year yeah so that that definitely it was definitely a longer game it was longer than i expected i don't think i had realized how long that game was when we initially were looking at it because yeah the original version was only like the first you know like six campaigns or whatever and they had you know the extra or seven i guess and they had like three expansions whatever it was so Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was a lot but yeah i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed playing that again so and that's definitely more of an approachable flight sim unlike chuck yeager it was it was definitely a lot more approachable than chuck yeager except for the amount of keys and buttons you had to press. Yeah. So much to do. But in general, it was, it was a lot of fun. And again, I liked the plot. I liked that there was a storyline you're following and you had secret missions and normal missions and stuff. Like, I, I found that really entertaining. Right. So, you know, I, I did enjoy parts of it, at least. It's not like I hated that game. But of course, you know, I feel like the reason I was okay with playing these very Chris-centric games was because we played one of my favorite games of all time after this. <laughs> which is Final Fantasy VII. In fairness, it's it's up there for me, too. Nice. Yes. True. Speaking of long games... Oh, God. Uh, definitely, I believe it's our longest game to date. It has uh, to be. I clocked in... I must have clocked in 90 hours, close to 100 hours. Did you... Re- it's only supposed to be a 40-hour game in theory. Yeah, but have you watched how both of us play I know. I definitely RPGs? did more than 40 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So it was our longest game to date. We definitely had a lot to it. We loved it a lot. I mean, it's our longest episode to date. Yeah. And by episode, I mean episodes because we had to... It was so long, we had to break it into... Th- Two and a half episodes, essentially, Uh, because we had the Rose only segment and then we had the actual talk about the the game. And then, of course, I did an extra segment on the remake because I just wanted to talk about it. So you guys got a lot of Final Fantasy VII content last year. Right. The temptation to do another episode now that the Crisis Core remake is out is so high, (laughs) but I won't for now. Unless you guys, For now. unless I'm tempted, but you know, it just Final Fantasy VII is again one of our all-time favorites. It's really what inspired a lot of the idea of this podcast was that game and the idea again, of wanting to go back and replay it. It was literally going to be like one of the first. Yeah, the producers like, had to talk us out of it. Two or three. Yeah, it only took us three years, two and a half years. Finally, to get to get it to. finally. But you know, we got to it and had a ton of fun with it so that was another Just a blast yeah another really great one and to do on stream with everyone and, and get to do some of those ridiculous moments like the date on stream or uh <laughs> killing sephiroth i i beat sephiroth on stream though again i was way op <laughs> when i got to that oh I, I definitely was because i wanted to do all the side stuff yeah like, i think i did most of the side stuff because you didn't beat any of the weapons. 
No, right? I didn't do post. That's post game. To be fair, I didn't go back yet. Is it? I mean, I guess it's post. Everywhere but... I read was emerald and ruby are harder than Sephiroth. Do them after. Oh, but like, there's no like new game plus. No, like... you just it just it's be if you you don't have to do it after Sephiroth. But I didn't do it before. Yeah, that's fair. If you want Sephiroth to actually be a challenge, I did try fighting Ruby because I remembered that you should go in with two dead party members. Yes. But now we're getting into the weeds in Final Fantasy VII, as we always tend to. (laughs) But, I mean, that game, we can't help it. Knights of the Round is the important one. Yeah, I did get Knights of the Round. whispered in our ears, like like an actual producer. And, (laughs) And, yeah, by breeding a lot of Chocobo. Yes. Not as much inbreeding as I thought. So... (laughs) Oh, that's a clip for for a highlight show. (laughs) But we followed up Final Fantasy VII with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Which seemed like it would be kind of like a breather game, but it really wasn't. Boy, that game was way harder than I thought it was going to be. It was short, but very stressful. (laughs) I don't... I'm trying to remember if I literally just cheated to skip through the level I was stuck on. I believe you did. I think I did because I was like, I just want to get to the Zord fight. And the Zord fight was just a punch in the face. Like, that that was was fun. That was a fun one. That was... That was super, not even nostalgia. Like, that was the, oh, yeah, we played this as kids, and we literally only remembered, like, the first three levels because we were terrible at it. Exactly, and just had little memories. But it also brought back just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in general and made me rewatch some of those episodes again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And all that. So that that was good fun. Then, of course, we got into StarCraft. Which, again, Chris game. Chris Long game. I was shockingly had way more fun playing that than I thought I was going to. That's good. I was slightly worried about this because we hadn't even touched anything remotely like an RTS before. I, know. And I don't know. I don't think you've played any really RTS Not really, before. Not really, no. So. <laughs> but I'd watched a lot. I'd watched a yeah, lot yeah, more yeah, of this. Yeah. And I thought that I enjoyed was, that it. That was a ton of fun. And and our four game our four player games was a ton of fun. So that was that yeah, was Yeah, that that I was I was shocked that I think you suggested it's like we can do StarCraft again for Coast to Coast. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I, I love this game. What's funny is I think that's gonna be coming a recurring coast to coast game when we just need something is just throw some StarCraft in there, because why not? Yeah, just just a hot mess that you hot want to mess. watch. Uh, and also, I that's... I enjoyed when I was commentating on you and producer Kyle playing. So mm-hmm. my future career in yeah. game commentating is coming out. That's right. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be a caster. That was another game I didn't finish because it was so darn long. Uh, so because I wanted to do a. I, it's still, that might also be another bonus episode. Just talking about a whole bunch of content we didn't get around to. Yeah. Because I know this uh, producer Kyle and I definitely this is another like holds a special place in our heart. And in particular just there's so much to it and but you know i'm glad i got to chance a chance to try all the different races and kind of learn mm-hmm. a little bit more about that more than i really had ever before because i no, i had played terran that's the one i had played this game a little bit right but not very much we couldn't figure out where i still don't know where i still don't i can't figure out where and we ended the year with general chaos a game no one had heard of <laughs> no one's heard of and it's just well, I guess another sort of RTS. Yeah. yeah, after a year of all these pretty well-known games, at least well-known franchises, then we end the year mm-hmm. on a game pretty it's much no one's heard General <laughs> Chaos. That's fine. I mean, again, that was one of those uh, hella place for us because we played it a ton. It was in that box of games that we got. Yeah. It's a super easy pick up and play, especially multiplayer 
in a in a meta way talking about the podcast it's one of the first games we'd played in a long time that i had a genuine oh my god i had completely forgotten about this and now i remember stuff yeah which was a fun kind of moment in the rose segment of looking up the pictures and being like oh, i know exactly right. what you're talking about and other ones i'd been like yeah i kind of remember this but, but, but yeah. it was one of those real like shock moments of like oh, this game oh this game and that was that was a fun <laughs> moment for me beyond just playing the game but recording the podcast around it so a little bit of a meta moment with that one and this is uh one of the first i played on original hardware i mean other than like playstation obviously like Mm -hmm. i pulled out the sega and realized that my sega is a piece of junk right now because the power cord is janky and both controllers are janky because it's the original sega we had that we bought from friends so we didn't even buy it new no So that thing is that might need to be worked on (laughs) that up and running properly again. But yeah, that was our year in games. I just out of curiosity, what would you say? And this is going to be a tough one for you. What would you say is your favorite game you played this year? So I'm going to couch it with kind of what games did I enjoy most on the replay in the sense of like going back? Okay, you know what I mean? Like, did I so I'm I'm going to kind of be a little bit different and say probably Link's Awakening. Only because like TIE Fighter I knew I loved. StarCraft I knew I loved. Going back and even if I had played Link's Awakening a couple years ago, playing through that whole game was just like, this is really fun. Like, So maybe that's more of the most surprising, Hmm. even if I knew it was a good game. Like, because obviously, again, TIE Fighter and StarCraft, I love those games and I love playing through them. But it was almost stressful because they were such big games. That's fair. Which is, it's, which kind of sucks to say. Yeah. But Link's Awakening was, was, was a lot of fun to replay. I think that was probably my favorite replay through. Not necessarily my favorite game out of all of those, but I think I had the most fun on that replay. What about you? I think that's a great point of not just favorite game in general. Because I mean, if we talk about favorite game in general, it would probably be Final Fantasy VII still because it is right, Final right. Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, I didn't even include that one. I'm going to take it slightly the same but different. Final Fantasy VII would still be my favorite to have replayed because mm. I had played the remake. And this was the first time Fair. I got to play it since I had played the remake. And that was actually okay. a really fun endeavor of like, oh my god, I forgot how much of, like, how little details that were in the original game showed up in the remake and vice versa. Of like, yeah. there's a whole character in the remake who's not a huge character, but you see him multiple times, you interact with him, there's multiple mini missions with him named Johnny. He is in the original and I had completely forgotten he was in the original. I thought he was, he's in like one mini scene in the original i oh. thought he was <laughs> I, I and i thought he was just a remake original character and he's not uh-huh. he's from the original game and that was kind of a like mind-blowing moment of like oh crap like that's kind of yeah. funny so so those kind of moments popping out it almost made the original really interesting was comparing the at least the early game obviously that's, yeah to the remake. That's, a, that's a great point um, so that almost surprised me of it added, having played the remake actually added a lot of nuance to the original game in a way I almost didn't expect. Yeah. This, again, this year was hard because we played, we always play games that we like for the most part. And we had some very strong contenders strong this year. games this year. Yeah. Okay. So then on the opposite end, what was your least favorite game to play this year? <sighs> I think and I'm going to make at least uh, uh, one of our, 
one of our followers mad at me. I, I think it might have been Mega Man because Mega Man just felt like such a chore, especially the early version where like the hitboxes felt all like messed up. And it's just, a, I mean, it's a challenging game, which I don't mind, but this just was challenging in an annoying way. Okay. When it's things like the hitboxes being bad. But again, it's it's tough to pick because we, we played some pretty good games this year. I don't know. What about you? I have to probably say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because- yeah, that, that was a close second for me. I think there just wasn't a lot to it beyond the nostalgia. Like more than yeah. other games. It was just like, okay, well, I've done like two levels. I kind of have checked it, it off. And the mechanics in that game were broken, too. Oh, they were so bad. And so I think that game, for me, I struggled. And I, I think I struggled more with the execution of playing that game as well. Of just like, it just, I couldn't get it down. I couldn't get the rhythm. There were just certain things that were off. Mega Man, I could start to get a rhythm after a while, at least. Like, I mm-hmm. beat the game. Yes, I had to do save states, whatever. I still beat it. I struggled a lot more with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Just That's on- fair principle it it just it was not as enjoyable for me but that's you know it still was an interesting game but i feel like nostalgia for that game more than anything else fueled any enjoyment i got out of it yeah and that wasn't even nostalgia for the game no it's for the tv franchise yeah that's fair that's that's a that's also a, a very very fair point. So uh, let's see. What do you think would be the most challenging game that you played this year? So that's a tough one for me because it's like there's different reasons things were challenging. So like mm-hmm. Tie Fighter was challenging because of all the freaking buttons, but the basics right. I could get and understand. And then you know Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was challenging because of the mechanics and trying to figure that out. But that's not a good challenging again. That felt more like. Mm-hmm frustrating challenging so i probably difficulty almost fake difficulty yeah i I think i have to put it at mega man i think i got the most frustrated at that game and most challenged but Mm -hmm. it was still doable and that almost was more frustrating at times because like i should be able to do this and i'm not and the rng factors of that yeah yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so that that i think was why I found it to be the most challenging, but it also meant it was really satisfying by the end when I could beat things and beat bosses. But that right. that definitely, I think, was the most challenging for me. What about you? What game did you find to be the most challenging? I think I might go with Mario 64, only because the controller was so weird. Like, the and weird being just old, just dealing with an old controller. And I think part of that was, which might tie into our, our next question, it was like, I really thought I would be better at this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. And again, I don't know how much of that is the because I remember playing the the DS version and not nearly having as hard of a time. They did no, clean did. up the DS version a bit, to be fair. I legitimately thought I would be better at Mario sixty four. That was another game where I didn't I I didn't beat it. I didn't even come close to beating that one. I don't think. Oh, I did. Beat I don't it. know if I I don't even know if I made it to the second Bowser. Like I, that that game gave me a hard time, like fair a enough. very very hard time. And I'm not great at platformers, but oof, yeah, it was rough. Fair enough. As I said, which game do you think was the most surprising? Like, I kind of said that I was surprised with Mario 64, that it was as challenging as it was. But, uh, what, yeah, what's your what's your most surprising game? For, for any reason of that question. I think it would be StarCraft, because I don't... I've never yeah. found RTSs to be my style game, typically. It's not something I've ever gone out of my way to play, despite the fact that I knew you loved them and it was something you loved doing. And it was always one of those, mm-hmm. like, eh, for me. Like, I, I never cared that much one way or another. And I I genuinely had so much fun playing, in particular with everybody. I think that was the big thing of playing with others really yeah. made it so much better. But I really, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. And it was a little stressful at times, but I really enjoyed when we got to play 
as a group and do that. And I, that surprised me. I think I wasn't expecting to enjoy StarCraft as much as I ended up enjoying StarCraft. What about you? Is Mario That's 64 awesome. your most surprising game? Uh, I'm actually kind of going to go in a slightly different direction and say, because I almost put this as my favorite game of the year with the caveat, a game that I didn't really play through a ton originally. Sure. And I'm going to say Super Metroid. Okay. I don't think I'd really spent a ton of time in that game before other than some very, very, like watching it a ton, but never really playing it through the first couple levels, like levels in quotes, yeah. obviously, but playing through that whole game and and really one of the first times, like you, you've you never really done a ton of RTSs. I really haven't played a ton of Castlevania games. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Metroidvania games, I should say. Yeah, obviously. Close enough. So, like, being able to play it all the way through, like, I I know a lot about it, and I know a lot about the genre, but I legitimately had a ton of fun and I mean I guess that's not really surprising it's like oh yeah one of the best games on Super Nintendo it was a lot of fun to play surprise we've also played games that everyone else loves that we don't love as much so that it happens like that's just opinion yeah so it was that's fair I I think I'll say I'm surprised at how well that game held up and again it's a it's a Metroidvania game and they're still pumping those out that are in the exact same style so of course it's going to hold up because they're still literally making those styles exactly yeah yeah. that's valid yeah so I think that was a, a good uh, review of our year in the games we played. Uh, we had a ton of fun. Honestly, like the streaming with everybody, I know we didn't stream maybe as much as we had previously, but it's always great interacting with everyone on social media, on Twitch. Find us at GWGW Show. It, it's always great to to hear from you all. It was a lot of fun. The live episode was a ton of fun this year, so it was fun to experiment with was that. Great. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll do that again. Yeah, we'll do something uh, like that. Maybe we'll do another long stream. Maybe not 24 hours, but maybe a longer stream <laughs> uh, and have some fun with that in the upcoming year. Things will be shifting. Things are changing. You know, we really appreciate everyone understanding that sometimes episodes come out late. Sometimes they're a little bit different than we expect. But honestly, you know, we're working with what we got and we have a lot of fun and we want to make sure we give you guys quality content. And so we're not going to rush something out that just isn't good. So we really appreciate everyone understanding. And it's been so much fun in the last year. 2022 was a, was a wild ride for the podcast podcast yes yes it was it was a lot of fun looking forward to stuff that we got on tap we've mentioned what the next game is we'll do it again what's our next game our next game is link to the past uh Yay! so so it's funny we started 2022 with the zelda game we're gonna start 2023 with the zelda game so not That's planned right. not planned <laughs> just Not ended plans. up that way. And part of the reason why this episode is coming out is because I really want to finish it. So we're kind of pushing it back a couple of weeks. But again, because Christmas and stuff. And stuff. So Ooh. and Chris ran running stupid amounts of miles. Running 48 miles over 4 <laughs> days, yeah. So, I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Again, check us out on social media, GWGW Show, where games we grew up with. We love chatting and talking to people, so message us, post on our wall, do all that kind of stuff. I just posted a mini video on our Instagram showing off a watch the producer Kyle just got, so that was really cool. Check that out. I'm trying to make more content. I'm, little, I keep saying I'm going to be A little bit jelly about that. Oh, it's A little bit of jelly about that, yeah. So I'm working on a video for our YouTube channel that is going to be obscenely long, so that'll come out eventually. <laughs> Our, our New Year's resolution is to be better on social media and not just post when we're streaming. Actually have some real content because someone rightfully called us out on that on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, why y'all have no content on your Facebook? It's like, well, it's mostly stories when we stream and then they go away. Yeah. So we're working on that. I'm working on it. So we'll get on that. But again, happy 2023, everyone. Looking forward to another great year. And uh, say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Bye. Bye. Bye.
anything. I don't know. This For the podcast. recording. <laughs> yeah.